marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. Hi, this is Lorraine Ball. This is Jared Jewett. And this week we're talking about homepages. Yeah, we want to bring you some information about kind of what's new, where the web is going, how to talk through maybe your content strategy uh, for your web page, and kind of what lies behind that web page and what's important for you. You know, um, a few years ago, well, maybe more than a few years ago, most websites kind of, and certainly most small business websites, all kind of looked alike. There was a banner at the top, there was a little bit of text on the home page, and then navigation on the sidebar. But nowadays, it's it's totally different. Nowadays, everybody's moving to this very condensed uh, style of presenting web content right off the bat to the people who find your website, either through referral links or through search engines. And you're really seeing a lot of design of home pages. They're being designed with an eye towards mobile. They're actually being designed based on what they're going to look like on a cell phone or an iPhone. And the desktop version, in some instances is almost a second thought. Everything is this very long scrolling thing. Goodbye to the fold. Oh, totally. Like back in the late 90s and the early 2000s, the idea was, oh my goodness, people have these gigantic monitors and they land there and they see, you know, like you said, a huge banner across the screen and maybe some flashy graphics and then maybe a bunch of hidden content down the bottom of the page, but there's just stuff going on all over the place. The idea now, though, is to kind of move that content into very digestible bands that someone can flip through their iPhone, just scroll down the page or across the page even using their iPad. Well, and the thing with the, the idea of the fold and where the fold on the home page uh, met a very timely death was the fact that monitors are now different sizes. Mm -hmm. When we were designing websites 10 years ago, almost everybody had the same size, ugly, giant monitor on their desk with a fairly small screen. And so you tried to get the most relevant information on the screen so no scrolling was involved. Now, every screen is different. Some people are viewing it on landscape, some are viewing it on... um, the, the more portrait, and so the fold isn't really as relevant, and on a tablet like you were describing, or an iPhone, it's easier to scroll with your thumb than it is click a little button. So when you're working with someone to kind of update your web design, you really want to be cognizant of how it looks on all those different screens, and there are plenty of tools uh, that you can use to find you know, how something's going to display on an iPhone an iPad, and monitors of all different sizes. And so once you figure out what you want the look to be, or kind of the feel, the other thing you really have to think about is, what do you want people to do when they come to your homepage? Um, The idea used to be, again, you know, you talk a little bit about your company, and then people will be so enamored by who you are (laughs) that they're sure to click through. Yeah, no. No, not at all anymore. Now... People on the web, especially people searching the web, are really interested in getting that kind of offer, that that uh, that introduction to you, uh, right off the bat. Well, and it's really before you earn the right to introduce you. It's in that offer. It's got to be demonstrating that you can solve their problem. I came looking for tuna fish sandwiches. And you tell me you're a restaurant and you've got great food, but I'm not sure there's any tuna here and what I really want is tuna. 
And so if you're going to drive people to your homepage, you need to think about what's the most important thing to that customer. And it really comes down to your business strategy and who you are as an organization, right? So there are some businesses that can actually just get away with kind of having that one page, a homepage. Uh, but there are other businesses that will need a lot more content behind that page to really uh, build the trust with their audiences. Well, and so as you're thinking about it, think about where in the sales process people find your website. Do they search on the internet, find your site, and then pick up the telephone? You're going to have to have a little bit more information, and you're going to have to have some very specific calls to action that drive people deeper into the site. Is your website someplace that people come after they've met with you? Well, then a simple landing page with one call to action may be all that that you need. And if you're Coca-Cola, a giant logo and a drink now may get you out of trouble. And that's absolutely all they need, for sure. But for a business like us, I think it's very important that our audiences come to our landing page, figure out that we offer a wide variety of services and are in our... Asked to engage in behavior that would get them to uh, to actually get the descriptions of the rest of our services. Whereas when I was working in insurance, people we knew people were already searching for that online. So our homepage really just needed a form to get an instant quote. I mean, really, that was it because we understood that that's where the majority of that traffic was within our sales funnel. So as you're looking at your homepage, a um, couple of trends that. Um are kind of hot right now. One is the single giant, what Peter calls the hero image. And if you're going to do this, if you're going to go this route with a giant image, make it count. Oh, absolutely. And it's really this move towards that emphasis of that one big image, that one big button to either convert people right off the bat or get them to click through your site. Um, and the way it looks visually, we talk a lot nowadays about including a flat design. So buttons in particular that aren't raised, that aren't, don't visually have any sort of shadow drops. But people just know from being so familiar with uh, the Apple platform in particular um, that, the, that there are buttons. So you really need to consider if you want to even visually display your calls to action that way or have them kind of clean and sleek and modern. Well, and... The giant hero image is more and more replacing the uh, rotating banner. Goodbye mm-hmm. to sliders. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think Peter wrote a post a couple of weeks ago about how sliders are terrible for everyone. Um, and I completely agree. It's very hard to convince someone that, that it's at all worth them clicking through to get more information from you. Uh, and then setting them on on an automatic timer. And sometimes you can't even click through it. And sometimes you haven't even... The majority of ones I've seen aren't designed well enough to engage people to click through. The part of, part of my little heart um, dies every time Peter says sliders are bad. And I know he's right. Um, but for a long time, that was the best way to tell multiple stories. And what it really did was it cultivated bad marketing behavior. And what I've finally come to to understand is exactly what I've told clients. You have to focus. You have to pick one thing that is most important. You have to decide what it is you really want people to know or think. And when you clutter it up with two, three, or 12 rotating banners, people don't know what to think. And 
nobody hangs around long enough for this, certainly not the third or fourth, and often not even the second one to rotate. So if you're counting on people watching this entire story, sliders are really just like those flash videos that we used to have at the beginning that would load. People don't hang around for the punchline. Right. Sliders kind of go against everything we talk about now as inbound marketing, right? And the definition being that all that content that we create, all that you know, visual, uh, visually pleasing content we put right in front of them should guide or enhance behavior. And I just don't think sliders at all enhance the behavior of our consumers. Now, what, what we're seeing now is a single call to action or if you have a, um, a longer homepage. And these are kind of popular right now where the navigation at the top of the page doesn't actually drive you into the site. It actually just drives you down this much longer page. And all the information is kind of all in one place. I like the fact that you can scroll and find what you want, but I'm often frustrated by these very shallow sites that really are nothing more than one giant page. I think they look really pretty, and I think they work really well um, if your goal is to maybe review a product and you have a lot of different sections about that review. I think for that in particular, they're very good, and uh, for portfolios in particular, uh, and case studies, right? But for a site that really wants to rank in particular uh, on a bunch of particular keywords, having all of that content on one crawlable page, and sometimes the elements aren't even crawlable, um, is, is detrimental to your inbound marketing strategy. If you really want, if, if a part of your strategy is to get found by search engines and have people stumble across your website and find pieces of your content, you've got to go deep. You have to have a great homepage but you got to go deep. And whether it's your blog or additional product pages that remain static and descriptive, there needs to be more underneath that. Um, I also think that, it, and again, I think it, it's a little bit dependent on who your customers are. If you are targeting a, an older consumer population, they are probably less likely to be viewing it on mobile and will be confused by the fact that when they click, they just keep scrolling up and down the one page. Um, I don't know that that community is ready yet for this sort of consolidated web experience. And I think it goes beyond that. I think there are still you know, people in all generations who are very used to, oh, I click a link or I click a button and I go to a new page. Right, And if you can actually guide that behavior, if you just have one big orange button in the middle of the page that says, click here to, to learn more about us or something like that, uh, that can be extremely effective to guiding people through to the other parts of your website. One of the things that we did, and I don't know that I knew it was going to work this way when we first started working with the theme, but one of our most popular pages is the Meet the Team. And so on a normal website are three calls to action display horizontally. Meet the team, take the keys, which drives you to our resources page, and keeping current, which takes you to our blog. When you go to a mobile version, those three images stack. And now hello is on top of take the keys, which is on top of keep current. I love the fact that when you look at our 
website on a mobile device, you see our image, um, our graphic image that talks about strategy, and then a very friendly gray button that says, hello, and it works. People click on that button and find out about our team. And that's all audiences need, right? It really is, you know, like you said, that word that says, hello, check us out. They click it with their thumb, right? Mm -hmm. Press it with their thumb, and all of a sudden they're on a new page of our website and can learn way more about us than they ever could from that original homepage. And as you're constructing your, your homepage and your website, the other thing that I think you really need to pay attention to is once someone dives in, where do you want them to go next? Do you just want people to stumble around aimlessly or do you have a plan? Do you have specific calls to action on your interior pages? And do you know if they're working? And these really correlate to your sales funnel. If you are aware of the different stages of your sales funnel, you can actually set up that, that sort of what we call a link path through your site to correspond to all those different stages of, of the sales funnel. So if people need to get to know us first, which they do, and then very often people will click the work with us button, which is great, but a lot of people want to learn more. And that's something that, you know, honestly, we're going to address on our website is how do we get people to jump from meet the team to individual blog posts by some of the people, because that will allow someone who wants to know more about one or the other. And then from blog posts, we do drive people to specific landing pages where they can once again give us their email and phone number. And so the journey through our website, the journey through our customers' websites starts with the home page and needs to be designed to focus people in specific directions. So if we start kind of at the top, just a quick overview, we got the awareness. So they land on our homepage, they become aware of us. We've got buttons that call them to go into our page. That's their interest, right? Um, and then we can actually direct them and, and have them make that behavior, that engage, engagement with us by giving us their email and phone number through a download button that's on that blog page. And then we call them and see if they actually want to act and convert and use our services. And all of that is, is currently mapped out. And so as you're looking at your next redesign, think about your sales process, think about how people come to you, start looking around at new websites and what people are doing, and then start working on your web design. If you'd like to see some examples of what web designs are looking, what some of the trends in web designs are right now, Check out our portfolio. You'll find it on roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.